welcome to the Non-Negotiable Success Show. I'm your host, Nina, a New York City lawyer and former lobbyist who left my career in New York to discover my own definition of success. To me, that looked like time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. So I started a contract template shop online for entrepreneurs, started earning passive income, and took my life on the road traveling the world. Today, I help online entrepreneurs learn the legal side of business, like how to negotiate contracts, how to network, and how to protect your brand, but I also help busy business owners with tips and tricks I've learned along the way from marketing and sales online, which has earned me four times more in passive income than I've ever earned at a New York City firm. Tune in each week for trainings and talks about living life on your own terms to make your success non-negotiable. Let's get into today's conversation. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Negotiable Success Show. Today is a little special impromptu episode to celebrate the summer solstice. At least that is the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. For those of you who might be in the Southern Hemisphere, and I know there are a few of you, happy winter solstice. No matter where you are in the world though, the planetary alignments are quite unique for the year, right? So the energy, no matter where you're, where you are, if you are in the northern hemisphere and closer to the sun, or in the southern hemisphere and further from the sun, you're feeling an energetic shift, and you're going into a new season, right? I know a lot has changed in the history of the world and astronomically, and you know they say that today is still the summer solstice. God only knows if it's been the same since you know they discovered the idea of a solstice but we just commonly accept today as a solstice i'm not a scientist here so i'm not like fact checking and taking a protractor and and calculating the degree shift or whatever but let's just accept it as fact scientific fact solstice whether it's summer winter all right we established that the energy has shifted right we're entering into a new season And for those of you who are in the Northern Hemisphere and we're entering into this summer, this literal summer, this proverbial summer, we might feel like we are more energized at points because we have more light, we have more vitamin D, we have more sunshine, or we might feel like I kind of feel, um, I felt this morning actually, a little heavier the humidity, you're drinking a lot more water to stay hydrated, hopefully, and you're eating a lot more food to stay energized, right? Whether it's a a bowl of fresh fruit here, some yogurt, whatever it is, you're tending to graze more throughout the day if you're like me. And you're, if again, if you're like me, you're trying to strike this balance between feeling grounded and steady in your pace but also balance that with feeling spontaneous, feeling energized, feeling open to whatever the summer might bring. Because historically, if you've gone to a traditional school system, if you were raised in a household where you went to school just you know from August or September through June, you tend to then have this association 
with summer being playful, summer being relaxed, summer being calm. And I want you to know that, yeah, it's summer. Take the time to enjoy the day because at the end of the day, at the end of your life, all you are is a measure of your days, right? You sacrificing the sunshine and you sacrificing an afternoon off or you sacrificing time to be spontaneous and go on that little hiking adventure or camping trip or picnic or barbecue or whatever, if you continuously make it a priority to sacrifice, 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 you might wake up in 10 years or God forbid on your deathbed and think back about all of the things you missed out on, right? Because you didn't live in that spontaneity. You didn't live in the day to day. You didn't make it a priority to make your day-to-day something that excites you, not just these faraway future goals. And so this is a cautionary tale of a path that you can go down that might be, I guess, your vision of success from your perspective here because you're placing your success in some future far away down the line, if I do X, then Y, kind of way but I want you to remember that you can also have these elements of summer throughout your entire year if you again prioritize your day-to-day happiness prioritizing being organized and planning enough so that you can factor in some time for spontaneity whether it's December or January or February or March or April May June whatever month And not to get too far down the wayside on the other side of the coin, not to get down too far into this pattern of, oh, well, I can just do it tomorrow. Oh, well, I could just do the work another time. Oh, well, you know, YOLO. You know, everybody else is going out and peer pressure. Because there's a healthy amount of saying no to things. There's a healthy amount of saying no to opportunities if you think that it will close a door that's not really meant for you so that it will open up a door that is. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if you think that you are going to actually be able to enjoy yourself and be present this summer, then take the risk. Go out. Have the fun experience. But if you think that procrastinating or if you think that it will feel like procrastinating or going to do something else instead of instead of focusing on the work that needs to be done will give you anxiety will feel like procrastination will feel like you're making projects later and later hello I'm raising my hand because sometimes I just get so much anxiety when I live a spontaneous life then try to find that balance because when you're an entrepreneur when you are your own business owner Any month can be summer. Any season can be summer. You can channel that inner let's go have an adventure attitude at any point of the year. You're not tied down to a strict schedule of September through June of hard work and focus and a chill couple of months during the summer. The only time you are actually is if you are tying your business or your industry is tied to one of those more traditional industries that follows that kind of schedule. So even if you're the type of lawyer who goes to court, you might notice a lot of judges tend to take off 
during August. They tend to take off during July. It's too hot to go to court. At least when I was an attorney that went to court all the time, it's not like it's not like that shit was air conditioned. Okay? And those judges have kids or in ki- kids in college or they have their wives that just retired and they go and take the cruise to Alaska in July, right? They they go and they take time off and they close their chambers and courts slow down, right? <laughs> That's just the nature of being tied to that traditional system. Why? Because people are so ingrained to take time off in the summer because number one, historically, there were no air conditions, right? So schools had to close down. It was too hot. And number two, um, people want to be joyful. They want to take advantage of the sun, of how many hours of sun there are in a day. They want to take advantage of everyone being home. If it's, uh, if you're thinking about kids being out of school or kids coming back from college, or I know even in the town where I live now, a lot of people leave the town during the summer to go home, meaning to where they grew up, more so than they do over Christmas or New Year's or any of those winter in the Northern uh, Northern Hemisphere holidays. So you don't need to feel pressure to make the most of your summer if you feel like you want to focus on work. But I also don't want you to focus so much on work that you miss out with the rest of your friends or the rest of your family or the rest of the world that are kind of taking more of a step back. Um, But personally, in my experience, I can say this not so much last year because I was traveling around a little bit and I was planning for the future, but I remember some of my favorite, favorite times in my business from 2019 and 2020, even 2018, were in summers where there's this quiet that allowed me to feel like I could focus. And the sunlight was visible for so long into the evening that I could have an 8 p.m. work session and watch sunset from my desk and get creative work done at 8 p.m., you know, after the barbecue that my family would have for dinner, you know. Um, I'd be sitting there in my brother's childhood bedroom during the pandemic. I got stuck at home with my family, and my brother's bedroom was had these windows where I set up a makeshift desk and could watch my dad or my boyfriend at the time grill and talk to them through the window and it just brought back it just brings back so many good memories of being able to balance the focus with the fun and even if I think back to studying for the bar exam so for those of you who are law students or lawyers you know that the bar exam is offered twice a year it's offered in February and it's offered in July and I took the July exam when I graduated law school and studying every day from May graduation into until end of July taking the test I felt like I had the best work-life balance even though it's historically and typically the most stressful time in people's lives when they're going through that career trajectory um, because you're they give you so much course material you basically have to shove three years of law school and things you didn't even learn in law school into two months of studying 
And it just felt so great to know that it was my full-time job to get to this one goalpost and, and have this one accomplishment. And I was able to really focus on waking up early, doing a little bit of burst of work for an hour and a half, then going and being active before it's too hot, coming back, hydrating, having a smoothie bowl, sitting outside with a book or something, then getting back to work for another three hours, taking a little bit of break. And yeah, I was stretching my work days from 7 a.m. until 11 p.m. probably every night, but I was taking so many breaks throughout the days to go over to my friend's house just to have, you know, a smoothie with them or work out with uh, a girlfriend at yoga or eat dinner with my family or something where I was able to take these hour and a half to three hour breaks. It didn't matter that I was studying and working for like 16 hours a day every day, right? Because it was broken down. And even during the LSAT studying to get into law school, I can think of how, you know, school ended, finals ended in May. I took the test in early June and thinking about um, how much I was able to focus having that kind of schedule, those 90 minute to three hour work bursts, then taking 45 minutes to an hour and a half, to, you know, proportional to how long I worked and focused for off and studying outside and actually using a physical book. It brings me so much joy knowing that, you know, it sucks to work on a computer screen in the sun. I have no idea why they haven't invented something better, but your computer overheats. You can't see shit, even though the brightness is all the way turned up. I don't, it's not, it's not plausible to bring your computer to the beach or in your back, right, right in your backyard. But I really fell in love during those times, during the LSAT, during the bar exam, during uh, the pandemic, when I was trying to sit outside sometimes and change up my scenery to work on my business as it was really growing, I fell in love with trying to figure out ways that I could use a pen to paper and color code things. And I have a book that's just dedicated to business ideas and brainstorming and content topics and structuring offers or structuring new pricing plans for things in my product suite or taking notes if it's ideas for a client or doing research, right? Because you could still use your phone and the internet on your phone, depending on where you are, and then just write things pen to paper. And it just gives me this feeling of getting really creative and having fun with my work again that makes it so easy for me to use the summer to push forward and focus and get stuff done in a more fulfilling way because the book is portable. You don't need to be plugged into anything. You don't need to be hooked up to Wi-Fi. You could go bring it to a picnic with your friends. You can go bring it to a cafe that doesn't usually have Wi-Fi. You can, you know, put it in your backpack and go hike somewhere and sit down. So I find that the summers for me tend to be very, very productive, but more so in the way of me just feeling extra energized from the flexibility that summer gives and choosing to lean into that flexibility to focus and have fun and feel creative to get closer towards my goals. Um, 
But on the downside, there are also times where I do go a little bit too long without sitting in front of my actual computer and then I get anxiety and then, you know, you have to find that balance. So that's my little motivational speech for today. On one hand, I don't want you to push through so much that you forget you're trying to build a sustainable lifestyle. Obviously, if you have a goal, if you have something in mind or an end date or a target or a goalpost, go towards that because you can always take a calculated break and recover from all of that effort after if you have a light at the end of the tunnel. But if you don't, then, you know, try to find some more flexible ways to focus the summer, like some of the things I've suggested, or just give yourself grace and acknowledge that it's the summer. It's at least in the Northern Hemisphere here. And it's, it's a beautiful time to connect with others. There's lots going on. It's easy to distract yourself, sure, but try to find that focus, try to find that balance. My last tip I'll give you is aside from trying to, you know, yeah, my work days are way longer. That's tip number one. My work days are way longer, but I work in shorter bursts. Tip number two is I bring my notebook places with me and I try to, I look forward to having reasons to work from a notebook and a pen and paper rather than a computer. And tip number three is that it's okay for you. I just had to stop the recording and listen back to what I was going to say because the thought escaped me. I hate when that happens when you lose your train of thought, but I remember now. So my third tip is it's okay if you do not want to have a calendar that's stacked with from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. I drink water. Then I commute to wherever. Then I do this. Then I do that. I don't like to totally plan my calendar like that because I feel like that's a lot of work in and of itself. What I do instead is I give myself weeks where things are due. So I'll tell people, okay, it will be due, you know, this week. And I'll give them the week of whatever. And um, it helps me to then have time to cater to flexibility and spontaneity if I know okay, Monday looks like it's going to rain. Tuesday looks like it's going to be beautiful. Maybe I'll go to the beach on Tuesday in the afternoon and do the thing that I wanted to do in front of my computer on Monday. So I like to have that flexibility and that's something that I think we don't think of all the time, but at least if you're like me, none of my deadlines anymore are court-imposed deadlines or really tough deadlines. And if they are, then they're things that I work with for my legal clients and I obviously get things done. But if they're um, flexible, then I, I tend to be communicative with my clients and let them know like, okay, I will get that to you week of whatever. And people are very receptive to it. To them, it doesn't matter if it's Wednesday or Thursday or if it does, again, they let me know and we work around that. Um, if anything, I feel like it gives them permission to also be more flexible. So. I use Notion, as you guys have known, if you have listened to my podcast or followed me on Instagram or whatever, and my calendar on Notion I really like because I can toggle down the, I can 
open up the toggle for each week so it will drop down each of the days and then each of the days will have checkboxes of tasks. And then I can just drag and drop the tasks from day to day and I can drag and drop the tasks from week to week. So it's very easy for me to keep on track from month to month, quarter to quarter. And that's just been really working for me over the last year since I started that process um, or that method. So I'm really excited for this summer. I feel like there's a lot of um, rejuvenating energy for many of the business owners that I've talked to and myself included where 2021 felt like a year where it was kind of off kilter. It got off track. A lot of people got shiny object syndrome. A lot of people in my network, I know at least thought that they should be scaling at a different rate than what was sustainable for them or They thought, like me, that they can add in all these different offers or different things that they were doing, Um, and it kind of backtracks a little bit when you had something that was working really, really well, and you took your foot off the gas, so now it's about revamping, reassessing your energy, and going back into whatever you felt gave you the most energy in exchange, right? It's like that Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. 80% of your efforts um, are probably accounting for 20% of your energy exchange and like 20% of your effort is probably accounting for 80% of your abundance, right? So I might have just butchered that, but you should definitely look up the 80-20 rule and learn more about it yourself because if you are in a position where you're using this time to reassess the big picture of your business or plan for your next year, plan for your fall launch, again, because we're so ingrained to have that back to school mentality for after Labor Day in the US or September, you know? And if you're using the summer to plan for a September launch, October launch, whatever it is, I highly encourage you to look at the 80-20 rule over the summer and really assess where are you putting in a fuck ton of energy, like a disproportionate amount of energy and not getting as much in exchange and vice versa. Because I know for me, when I've looked at that for affiliates, I've seen that a select few of my affiliates bring in the most affiliate revenue, but then I'm spending so much energy bringing in and onboarding new affiliates. Um, I feel like I also can look at my revenue streams and think of that as well and thinking like, okay, it's time for me to double back down on my contract templates. They're really good. They're better than most that I've seen on the market. I mean, I haven't seen all of them on the market. That's why I haven't said, oh, they're better than all I've seen on the market. Um, But I feel like it's time for me to really get serious about the upgrades that I've been promising for a while and I'm going to make them beautiful. I have these graphic ideas planned to make them really fun to use. I have an idea for a platform I want to create down the future that's way, way, way down the line. So that's not coming anytime soon. I have ideas for new types of contracts I can create. I have ideas for new types of industries I can enter into that I have experience in, right? Not that I'm just getting greedy and getting shiny object syndrome. I have new collaborations that have been reaching out to me. And it's so funny how like you close one door and I was so afraid to close the door because I was like, gosh, you know, I 
I'm afraid of letting go of this one opportunity because am I ever going to get another opportunity like this again? And it's just so funny how once you energetically and finally make the decision to shut that door, so many other doors open that are just more in line with the things that I have already been putting out there and planning, you know, talking more about brand deals and user-generated content and how to protect yourself in those situations and collaborating with people who are asking me about that, collaborating with people who um, are new to my world because they met me through TikTok or something and bringing me in to talk to their courses and uh, communities about different legal topics. And of course, re um, reinvigorating and, and rekindling some other collaborations that are continuous and you know shout out to shannon if she's listening i know she reached out to me the other day to bring in shannon grace to to come back and talk to her students again i think it'll be the third time that i'm in there and i really really enjoy her community they've all been super engaging and have all kept in touch from each round so i'm excited about reinvigorating you know my efforts and really taking a look at the energy output energy input i feel like that's a great theme for the solstice no matter if it's northern or southern hemisphere uh, winter or summer you can look at your energetic outputs you can do a exercise in the pareto principle the 80 20 rule and you can make a plan for you know if it's the winter where you are i'm sure a lot of people are very uh, quiet and hibernating over the next two months July it's so weird to think about how July is like January for us I don't know it still blows my mind July might be quite kind of quiet for you as people are hibernating at the peak of the cold temperature and in the northern hemisphere July is the peak of the heat the peak of the action right there's always something going on People are very, very busy and preoccupied. So take this next month to really analyze your energetic outputs so far and what's giving you the most energetic exchange. Look at your numbers, look at your data, look at your actual reach and influence on your social posts that you're creating. I did a little deep dive into my posts recently and on Instagram, and I've looked at the top reach of all time, the top impressions of all time, top saves of all time, and engagement, and looking at the common themes of those content pieces and going to recreate them in new ways because it's been a couple of years for some of them and um, just using it as, as data to look at, okay, well, what, what does my audience like to hear? What do the people in my community like to hear? and going to transfer some of those posts from Instagram to TikTok or to my blog or my podcast. Um, so really taking inventory of what you've done so far and how to make use of the energy you've created so far, what you've cultivated so far, so that when you put in effort this summer, this proverbial summer, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, by the time the fall comes, you're harvesting that energy that you put in over the summer and it's not in vain you didn't put energy towards something because you think or assume that it would be worth it and then it just wasn't because that I made that mistake last summer um I put I doubled down on like things that you know I introduced 
uh, CEO skills again. At the same time, I introduced uh, 90-minute strategy sessions. At the same time, I introduced Notion templates. At the same time, I introduced, um, I, I got a couple more legal clients on retainer. And I just was working day to day, week to week on different legal projects where, you know, one legal client might have been valued at $1,000 or $1,500 for that product. But if it's taking me a full week to do what they need to do, then that's $1,500 or $1,000 for that week times four is a significant pay cut compared to my contract templates where if it's $1,100 to $1,300 for the bundle and I used to be selling 10 of them a month or more, that's a significant you know, drop in income and it's because my atten- attention wasn't placed in the right spot and I wasn't doing the Pareto principle, looking at energy output, looking at numbers, looking at data, what should I do, where should I put my energy, right? So that's the power that I'm taking back right now. I previously hired someone that I thought was going to help me with analyzing and tracking data. It did not work out. So I'm taking that power back myself. I'm doing that myself. I'm using the rest of June to focus in wrap up loose ends. July is going to be all about updating the contracts, finally getting them back out and all about getting back into content creation for contracts and getting back into content creation for the things that I feel like are going to give me that energetic exchange, um, that energetic return on my investment. Because I've been having fun with some of the more mindset kind of content as well and behind the scenes kind of content. And even though that's not something that is particularly planned to monetize or whatever, I still feel like it builds that connection, that community, and gives me the opportunity to meet new people, to network, to collaborate with them. And so it's something that I will be looking at and actually looking at the numbers and seeing what works, what doesn't work, and focusing on that for July as well. So even though things are quiet, that's what I'm going to do, even if it's not a high income month, that's okay because you don't need to make the same amount of money every single month. You just need to have a goal for the year or for the quarter. And again, all this type of work that I'm thinking of, brainstorming content ideas, reviewing past analytics, like these are things that I can do from my phone and with a notebook and I could bring it to a picnic or I could bring it to a, the beach and do it from the beach, right? even though my phone overheats, like seriously, why have they not invented something better for looking at a screen outside? I mean, I know it probably defeats the purpose and it's probably really good that they haven't invented something because otherwise we would all be just like addicted to our phones 24 seven. But I do, I would appreciate if there was some kind of screen or some kind of accessory that I can get that would allow me to see my freaking screen out in the sun. Like that to me is just... It's just, it's bonkers. Um, Okay, so I hope this episode's been a little bit empowering and inspirational and and energizing for you. Um, The last thing that I want to say is, this is totally unrelated, but I tried a virtual reality goggle thing the other day. It was, um, my friends had the Oculus, and holy shit, first of all, I totally... I've always joked about, oh, we live in a simulation. Oh, I've toyed with the idea of really trying to conceptualize how we live in a hologram and how our higher selves or our souls or, you know, whatever consciousness is projecting everything around us because at the end of the day, 
Oh, wow. I just said that and the light flickered in my bathroom. That was really weird. Let me go turn that off. That was fucking spooky. Um, Okay. I have always toyed with the idea of us living in a hologram and, you know, if everything's a vibration and even the molecules that make up the table are just vibrating at such a density that it just feels hard to us. Like I've always kind of tried to wrap my head around that and then putting the virtual reality goggles on and then being in that new room the welcome room that they have you in I tried to look down at my hands and I didn't see my body it was so weird and I know because if you think about it I I took for granted oh yeah virtual reality whatever because I've probably tried on a pair of goggles at a Best Buy or something but no this was the first time I spent like 30 minutes in virtual reality and it's fucking weird. Like now I can totally see how we might already be in an avatar of a body. This might be too much for you. And I'm sorry, you could definitely X out of this episode. I'm like, wow, like we are like in this hologram already probably. And it was just so weird because you have the controllers in your hands and you're trying to pick up, they're trying to teach you how to pick up blocks or pick up items so that you can play the different games. And I was looking at my hands in the virtual reality and tried to pick up this block and I just accidentally threw the controller on the floor because I didn't have the wrist straps on because I couldn't even separate how my hand felt in real life from what I'm looking at in the screen. Anyway, you can also look back into, because this is Oculus from Google, you can look into google maps and be in street view so street view is that 360 degree view that they get with 360 cameras and you can look at the world anywhere on the map from that perspective so we drop down in bali and i'm like walking down the streets in bali we drop down in my hometown in front of my house and you can go back to what things looked like for as back as as far back as they have data so i know in my neighborhood they started taking the 360 street view photos back in like 2012 so i was able to look at my house and i had all these trees that all got knocked down um because of hurricane sandy and that was really trippy or you can just see how much like your neighborhood has changed or different places in the world has changed i don't remember why i randomly brought that up but i just i don't know I don't know why I brought that up, but I just felt like I had to tell someone. Um, anyway, thanks for tuning into this episode. <laughs> now I'm going to listen back again at the start of this going off topic about the virtual reality. And I'm going to be like, oh, I had a point that I forgot to make, but I'll, I'll just make it next time. Whatever. You guys should try a virtual reality pair of goggles if you can. And definitely... Um, try to imagine like if you can't get the virtual reality goggles just imagine for a minute a fun exercise imagine that the life you are in right now is a virtual reality for you in a different world like it just makes everything a little bit less chaotic it makes everything a little bit more fun so when you're plugging in the toaster just think like up this is, you know, I've had to learn this coordination to plug in the toaster because in my virtual reality, I couldn't even pick up a block. 
Um, So just give yourself grace of all the things you've been able to do so far in this virtual quote unquote reality. Um, Give yourself grace and be proud of yourself and look at all the things that we've created and look at all the things that we've built for ourselves. And even with this era of business and online and all the jobs that we've created from thin air, that's what makes me feel so grateful and stop trying to like try to just get more and more and more and more money. I'm allowing myself to take a break because I'm like, I created this money out of thin fucking air, like making contract templates that allow me to live this lifestyle. What? Like I literally created that money out of thin air. It's crazy to me. And last but not least, I remember what I was going to say. Something about the fact that you can't look at screens in the sun. I was thinking, oh, well, when we all are connected to VR, then we won't even need like screens that we can see in the sun. Um, One more note about VR that I wanted to talk about. You can put yourself into this big TV room. It's like a big IMAX theater, but you look like you're in this fancy ass house with this skylight where if it's nighttime, you can see the stars and clouds above you moonlit and you have these comfy chairs and you just look like you're in some really fancy house right in LA or something and on the screen on the big screen which I don't know how they work it out optically but you look like you're looking at this big screen but it's actually just you know these goggles in front of you and you can put on YouTube, you can put on Netflix and you can have a friend come join you. And if you invite them to your room, you can be sitting next to your friend who's God knows where on the planet and sit next to them and watch TV together in this virtual reality room. I finally understand the metaverse. I finally understand why it's a thing. And it's just crazy to think that in a few years, I feel like TV's and computers will be obsolete because we will just all have these VR things. Maybe they'll look less ugly and awkward by then, but we will all be in this virtual friggin' reality, as crazy as that sounds. Um, so yeah, maybe we won't need new computer screens that we could bring out in the sun because we'll all just be like living in these VR goggles. I'll still be going to the, the real beach, but Maybe I'll bring VR goggles if I have to do some work at the beach. I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep my notebook and whatever. Times are weird. Just give yourself some grace and think about how weird of a time we live in. And I'm not even talking about what's going on in the world, like in terms of chaos and crime and and assholes and covid and wars like i'm not talking about any of that i'm just thinking like the fact that we can number one have these businesses that use air to communicate with each other like the internet and then create things and wealth out of thin air it's just weird so enjoy your summer enjoy your summer solstice if it's summer where you are or winter solstice be very introspective take inventory of your energy plan ahead so that you can have a beautiful abundant fall harvest and just have fun we live in such a cool time and there's so much that it goes on in the world if you look at that of course and i'm not minimizing that we're telling you to spiritually bypass it and ignore it but for one day or for one hour or for 15 minutes see if you can get to a point where those things are not the first thing on your mind and you can just 
give yourself the clarity to envision how you want your life to look like, how you want your business to look like, how you want your energy to be put out there and received. I don't often get like too woo-woo and preachy on here, but I just feel it's a great day. I hope that you seize the day and I hope that you're listening to this on your hot girl walk or hot guy walk or hot them walk. Um, And yeah, have a beautiful, beautiful season and I'll see you in the next episode.